0: Welcome to episode three, season two of the Little Aussie podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're actually hitting it up on Instagram Live, getting a few interactions from from a few followers on, okay, listen here, Media Company's Instagram page, seeing what they got to say about what I say so I can react to it in real time, kind of get a feel for what they think I'm talking about, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe get some takes in here that are a little bit hotter than what I have. So... Today we got a few things on our plate. Well, a few things have happened since we last met. Kevin Durant and the Celtics. We got Kimball Walker and the Charlotte Hornets possibly reuniting. Chicago Bears unveiled their orange helmets. Pocono happened. And the Blue Jays versus the Red Sox. Y'all know I don't talk much about baseball around here, but a game that, a baseball game in particular, that ends 28-5 in the major leagues, that's something we're talking about. That'll all be covered in the first half. In the second half. As always, we'll be reacting to what's trending on Twitter, and I'll go over some more OK Listen Here media company news. But with that, let's get started with Kevin Durant and the Celtics. So for a while, Kevin Durant, as you know, or at least if, as long as you haven't been living under a rock, has been looking to get a trade away from the Nets. Kevin Durant went to the Nets and expected to win a championship there, teamed up with Kyrie Irving, and things just didn't work out. There's a lot of kind of pointing fingers around here. is it is it the organization that went wrong? Is it Kevin Durant that went wrong? And of course we have Kyrie Irving who missed like, I don't know the exact numbers, but Kyrie Irving missed a lot of games. I think it was like he played in like 30 of the games that he could have played in. Um, you know it was just always something with Kyrie. And so everyone thought that you know maybe they'd trade Kyrie to get someone to, to help with Kevin Durant and they thought Kevin Durant would stay. But now Kevin Durant asked for a trade to, I believe it was either the Heat or the Suns, but now the Celtics have kind of swooped in and have kind of been in the talks with the Brooklyn Nets about acquiring Kevin Durant. A few, a player that's in the mix of this trade is Jalen Brown, who has been with the Celtics for a few years and has led them to a few good seasons. Um, And he's had some things to say on Twitter which I'm going to look up right now, but he's had a few things to say on Twitter. He's been a little vocal about it. Um, obviously, he's not very happy about it. He's given what he can to uh, he's given what he can to the Boston Celtics, and for whatever reason, it's just not enough. Now, granted, Kevin Durant is a generational player. Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking up on Twitter, but Kevin Durant is a generational player who can. You know, we all know he can win a championship, and I used to not want to admit it, but he is a big reason why the the uh, why the Warriors went as far as they did were were the Warriors dynasty, um, and so we know he can win. But the question is, can he win it alone? Anyone know how to spell Jalen Brown? There it is. You, that's you. So, yeah, Jalen Brown, he's been tweeting, shaking my head, July 25th, whenever kind of all this news came out about the Boston Celtics coming in and, and offering for uh, for Kevin Durant, his only response since then, has just been a simple tweet going, SMH, shaking my head. Two days prior to that, the Boston Celtics were, they tweeted out a video of Jalen Brown and his summer workouts. And I'm kind of watching it as we go right now. Looks like he's lifting some weights in the pool, swimming around with with these weights, jumping up and down, working on that vert. Just you know, getting his body ready, getting his body trained, and yeah, definitely pool workouts are something you don't really see quite often in uh in basketball players. So it's pretty cool to see him doing that. But again, you'd have to imagine for a player like Jalen Brown to just kind of be like, oh well, we can get Kevin Durant for you. It's got to be a little bit upsetting uh, for him, and and reasonably so. Uh, do I think KD does this hurt his legacy a little bit? I think it does because he went to Oklahoma or he was drafted by Oklahoma City, and made it to the finals, couldn't win it. Then he went and joined the Warriors dynasty, won a few championships, and it was like, okay, I think you know, I have the experience at this point. I was with Oklahoma City. Couldn't win there. I was young. I was 23 years old and couldn't win a championship there. So now I want to get a few rings. Moved on to Golden State and then was like, okay, I have this experience. I've won my championships. It's time to go see if I can do this thing alone. And that's why I went to Brooklyn. And now he's kind of going back to that, oh, I want to be with a really good team. That's why he picked either the Miami Heat or the Phoenix Suns to to want to be dra- to want to be traded to, and and now we have the Boston Celtics who are swooping in. Which again, I think you add Kevin Durant to that lineup minus Jalen Brown, I think it's very possible that we could see the Boston Celtics win a championship or two uh, in a few years. So, moving on from Kevin Durant, little 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 bit of news that isn't quite as hot in the NBA, but for Charlotte basketball fans, there's been rumors going around where the Hornets have reportedly been considering signing Kimball Walker again bringing him back on now for those that don't know Kimball Walker is it's kind of a tie between Russell Westbrook and Kimball Walker because Russell Westbrook was the one that he was the player that made me kind of fall in love with the NBA back in 2012 whenever him and Kevin Durant went to the finals and you know of course I was rooting for against LeBron and that's the whole reason that I wanted them and and so, because of Russell Westbrook, I fell in love with the NBA. But then, obviously, I'm not from Oklahoma City. I don't go to Oklahoma City basketball games all the time. Though my fiance being from Oklahoma, I guarantee you that'll definitely happen within the next three to five years. So Kemba Walker was right down the street, and he was uh, at the time he was up and coming. And Charlotte Bobcats were, you know, he he was there for that seven win season, which was a little bit upsetting, but that's all right but in 2016 Kemba Walker brought um brought the hornets to the playoffs which they have still not been able to replicate they've been in the play-in games i don't really count that as the playoffs i feel like once you win a play-in game then yes you're you're in the playoffs so by my book the hornets have not made the playoffs since 2016 whatever your definition is they haven't gotten to like the real playoffs so Right now, Kimball Walker, he was signed for an insane amount of money. I think it was like 35 36 and I think the Hornets could have signed him for probably, I think it was more than that because he he was with the team anyways. I'm not sure how all that works in the NBA, but I know it was going to be a lot of money, and and it would have been like Kimball Walker and like four more Nicholas Batum's. That's what the Charlotte Hornets would have turned into. And so for me, I didn't like that Kimball Walker was going away because he was on up there in my favorite players list. But now he's only getting paid upwards to it's $9.16 million this year on a one-year contract. Right now he's with the Pistons. And so with that amount of money, I wouldn't mind seeing Kimball Walker come back and possibly re-signing him if it's for the right price. I believe I touched up on this before, but I think the Hornets – they need to focus on keeping LaMelo Ball, doing whatever they need to do to keep LaMelo Ball. And so that he's going to be the future. He is, I have no doubt that eventually one day he's going to win an NBA championship. And so for that reason, they just they need to do anything they can to keep him. And so I think this move, trying to get Kimball Walker back in, I think that's a good move for the Hornets in keeping LaMelo Ball around. Because here you have Kimball Walker who. Had been with the Hornets for so long and had brought them to places that, you know, before the, the Hornets' name actually came back, they, they hadn't been. And he's, he knows Charlotte, he knows the fan base, the fans love him. And so I think it's going to be good to have Kimball Walker almost mentor LaMelo Ball for a little bit and then ultimately let LaMelo Ball, I mean, He's already an all-star. So it's kind of weird to say have LaMelo Ball take over, but just kind of have Kimball Walker there to be like, these are the fans. This is what they like. This is how you can win them over. Not that LaMelo Ball has all, hasn't has already won them over, but you know, it, it, I find it hard to to really get as interested in LaMelo Ball as I did Kimba. So I think with with the Kimba LaMelo mentorship, mentee thing going on, I think I can really appreciate it and really kind of get back into Hornets basketball. Because right now, for me, it's all about the Oklahoma City Thunder. They got so many freaking draft picks, so many young guys coming in. I'm super excited to see what they have to do over these next like six, seven, eight years, however long they have all these draft picks for. But I think Kimball Walker coming to the Hornets for a reasonable for a reasonable price is not a bad move in the slightest. So moving forward, a lot of NFL teams have released their helmets, and I touched up on this last week. But one team that came out this week that I didn't even—they weren't—they didn't do anything, you know, before the last episode that I aired. But they did this week, so I'm bringing up helmets again. It's the Chicago Bears orange helmets. This is the first time they've—I believe it's the first time they've ever done this. They've uh, had—they've had the navy helmets for pretty much all time. And they had a little bit of orange, the orange like Wolverine things going on there for a while, and and haven't really strayed away from that. So I kind of have two different opinions on this, and I'm curious to hear what others may have to say uh, about it. But I heard it, I heard it take the other day. Let me back up. My first reaction to the helmets, I think it's sick. I think it's sick that the NFL is allowing these teams to kind of explore. New helmets and new jersey looks and all this, all this fun stuff. I mean, I think that's one thing about football that we can we can all agree makes football football. So, huh, my dad says yes. Would like to be there to see you live. Me too. So um, I like seeing the Chicago Bears in the orange. Uh, I like seeing Carolina finally having themselves a black helmet. But where? The take that I heard this week that I it kind of got me thinking. You know, of course, I'm all excited about the the Bears having a, a new something new to come into their jerseys. But the take that I heard this week that really brought some things into my perspective is the Chicago Bears. They are not new like the Carolina Panthers. They're not new like the Houston Texans or the Jaguars or I don't know somebody name a new team, but. You get my point. They're not a new team. They're one of the oldest teams in the NFL, and for as long as they've been around, it's always been navy helmets with the C with the bear. Whatever it is, it's always been navy helmets. And so, the, this is the first time we're seeing helmets that are different on the Bears. I'm seeing a bunch of bunch of sl- bunch of smack talked about. I'm saying it looks like uh, University of Illinois, maybe Syracuse, who they don't exactly have the best jerseys in the world, but for the sake of just being a fan, I do still really like them. That was my first take. I think they look really, really good with with the uh, with the orange jerseys. I think it's gonna look good whenever they go out and play in them. And I think the way that they unveiled it too. If you haven't if you haven't had the chance to to see the unveil, they got it like they got like paint dripping over the navy helmet, and then it slowly reveals itself into like this orange you know, this orange helmet with, with a Navy C with a white outline. And I just think it looks so sick. And of course they got the Navy on the face mask as well. So it's not like the Navy's going away. It's, it's still there, but I think the way that they unveiled it was, uh, I think it was pretty cool to see. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to see what the bears can do with this and how they can market it. And I think the way that they started off with the paint and all that stuff, I, I think it was super awesome how they did that. But again, I could just be being biased. So, oh, doing a lot of talking, I lose my breath a lot, it's like super easy. And let me get this pulled up real quick. So, we had the M and M's Fan Appreciation 400 this past weekend. Chase Elliott ended up winning the race after Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch, that cheating son of a gun, decided. They did some alterations with their car, and they came first and second in the race, but in the post-race inspections, they failed. And so then they were dropped all the way to dead last in the official standings, which personally, I think is hilarious. Now, I want to touch up on something here. Joe Gibbs Racing, Joe Gibbs and, and the man that he is, and I know some people in the Instagram live are probably not going to like too much of what I have to say here, but Joe Gibbs Racing is heading down a dark path. Joe Gibbs has he has had this persona of being this, you know, this godly man with great morals. And I, I have no doubt, I, I'm not I'm not here to to question someone's faith. But here is what I do know. Do you really want someone like Kyle Bush representing you? Like I'm sorry, but Kyle Bush is not someone where if I was trying to to, spread the message of my religion, that is not the man that I would want representing me. And then not only to talk about Kyle Bush, you also have his grandson, Ty Gibbs, who is just, I mean, for lack of better terms, he's just been a little shit in the Xfinity series. And I mean, hes he is going to, as Kyle Bush is being pushed out, Ty Gibbs is coming in and kind of taking over that bad boy persona that there is. And so... I don't know for Joe Gibbs and, and kind of his brand and the image that he gives off. I, I don't like it. I really don't like, I think <laughs> I really think he needs to like make a trade with Hendrick and like get all the Hendrick guys over to Joe Gibbs and all the Joe Gibbs guys over to Hendrick. Cause Hendrick would probably be a better bad boy. They could be like the, they could brand themselves like the Pistons bat, the Detroit bad boys or something like that. But that's just my take on it. Um, But, yeah, so Chase Elliott won at Pocono this last weekend. Uh, Our guy from Oklahoma, Christopher Bell, came in fourth, started in 11th. And then, of course, our favorite. I showed this earlier. It's in the picture. Oh, man. Ricky Stenhouse signature. We got it here in studio. Thank God, finally. Ricky Stenhouse had a decent weekend and finished in 18th, which for Ricky Stenhouse is not a bad finish. Last, whenever I kind of kind of fell off following Ricky Stenhouse there for a little bit after the Coca-Cola 600, but um, there for a while he he was doing okay and he was, oh man, what did I miss out on? Oh, I didn't miss out on anything. So, right after the Charlotte race, um, back in May he was coming off of a top five or top two finish in Dover, a top 10 finish in Darlington, another top 10 in Kansas. And then he finished seventh at the Coca-Cola 600. That was the first time in the JTG Daughtry racing team history that they had finished four consecutive races in a row in the top 10. Since then, Stenhouse has finished, and I need to zoom in because I can't read that. My eyes are kind of getting old. So since then, at Watkins Glen, he finished 32nd. That's not Watkins Glen. What am I saying? The Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison. He finished 32nd at Sonoma. Finished 25th. Nashville, 16th. Where are we at? Road America, Wisconsin. Finished 19th. Atlanta 31st and at New Hampshire finishing 22nd. So since the Charlotte race, this has been his second best finish. Again since the Charlotte race, so Stenhouse he had a good little spurt there for a little bit, and I'm glad I was able to catch the tail end of it and that beautiful Reese's car. Um, but sitting at eight, sitting at 18th at Pocono, and let's let's go ahead and check the standings real quick. see what's going on. So, as far, the last that I checked, so other than Martin Truex, Ryan Blaney, so yeah, them two, they're kind of doing a thing right now where, like, if you win, you're in. So, if you win a race, you're in the playoffs. Martin Truex and Ryan Blaney have not won, but they are still in, into the playoffs, and they are currently ranked at 6th and 7th, down 111, that's Ryan Blaney, and Martin Truex is down 113 points. At the cutoff line, we have Austin Cindric with negative, or he's down 292 points. And we have Kevin Harvick, who's down 216 points. But because he hasn't won a race, he's not in. And then to build off of that as well, Eric Almarola has not won a race yet, but he still is down less points than Austin Cindric is. So they need to either win a race well, I mean, that's really it. They need to win a race to get into the playoffs or hope that Ryan Blaney or Martin Truex just kind of fall off. Ricky Stenhouse ain't looking too good with only a few races left in the season. He's down 420, sitting at 24th, and there, are, there's a good amount of drivers in front of him. So there's there's still a chance for him to get in if he wins a race, but for unfortunately for that team, they haven't won that for a few years. I think it was like 2014. 2015, since they last won a race. So we'll have to see what happens. I do know if you put like, if you go to Tennessee, because not North Carolina, which is where I know most of my audience is, but if you go to Tennessee and you put like $5 on Ricky Stenhouse to win the race, you'll win like a thousand back. Like the odds are just, they're ridiculous right now. So every now and then when I'm over out in Nashville, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting $5 on Ricky Stenhouse every time because the day that he wins a race, I'm going to be, well, by by my definition of rich man, and I'll at least be able to pay a month's worth of rent with five bucks. So, last thing we're going to talk to in this half, and then I'm going to take a little break. I'll still be on Instagram Live. I'm on step away for a little bit. But the last thing I'm going to talk about, and everyone knows I don't really talk about this all that much, but I feel like as a podcast that focuses on sports, it is something that I absolutely have to cover, is the freaking Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox game that happened this past week. So, for those of you, again, that have been living under a rock, (laughs) the final score of this game was 28 Toronto, 5 Boston, which is ridiculous. The game started off relatively normal in the first two innings. Toronto came out, and I'm trying to see what happened. Okay, so it grounded out to the pitcher, Kirk to second, scored, and the second... Okay, I'm not good at baseball. I, I don't know what any of this means. But here's what I'll say Started off relatively normal in the first inning, scored one point. Second inning, scored two points. Okay, then we get to the third inning. Okay, we're at the third inning, and Toronto just goes on a freaking hitting spree and goes and scores seven. So the score is already set 10 to zero. Okay, the fourth inning got a little bit more exciting because Toronto went on to score another four runs. And then Boston went on to score three. So 14 to three. It wasn't until the fifth inning whenever things started getting ridiculous. Toronto scores 11 and Boston scores none. So what's what's 14 plus 11? That's, that doesn't sound right. 20, 25. Okay, yeah, okay, I am right. Sorry. So it's 25 to three at this point. 25 to three. That's ridiculous. Okay. So the first five innings, you could have just ended the game there, and you would have gotten your money's worth with the tickets. Sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, and ninth inning. Slow down. Toronto gets another three points. Boston gets another two, finishes the game 28-5. to There were a total of 39 hits in this game. That is insane. That is a game. If baseball was like that all the time, I would watch it all the time. Right at – I'm trying to see. At the top of the third inning, so whenever whenever Toronto was up 10, 14 to nothing, whatever, they were already at a 99.2% chance of winning the game. So, kind of ridiculous. I would have stayed at the game just because I'm like, oh, well, if they're hitting, might as, might as well stay and get my money's worth. But I couldn't just sit here with and let this week pass by without ever bringing that up I this is one of the very rare times that I will ever talk about baseball on this podcast so take it how you will save it nft it do whatever you want to do with it but make sure I get some royalties um but yeah so that's that's kind of been this week in sports uh, that's that's what I got to talk about sports so what we're gonna do we're gonna take a little bit of a break. Uh, probably about 10 minutes for those of you on Instagram Live. We're going to take a little bit of about a a 10-minute break, and we'll come back, we'll react to Twitter, get into some okay listen here, media news. And uh, for the podcast listeners, we're going to have just a little sound bit for your Instagram Live. Y'all just going to stay here for like 10 minutes. All right, all right. Welcome back to the second half of... Little Aussie Podcast Episode three season two where we are going to react to what's happening on Twitter and okay listen here media company news so I opened up Twitter and I think I'm I think I'm gonna kind of stick with this trend for now and I'm gonna go to for you because if you go on Twitter, there's a few different tabs you can click on. You got the for you trending COVID-19, which I will never ever 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 click on, news, which I will probably never click on sports and entertainment which i will click on so i'll start with for you go to sports go to entertainment and then get into some news and we'll call it that so with that let's get into the for you so the first thing that i see on my for you page on twitter is kyle bush is he is trending and evidently what is happening here as you can tell i'm not i'm I'm literally just reacting it looks like huh okay so okay so i got into this a little bit earlier so kyle bush does not yet have a spot in the nascar cup for the 2023 season and people are starting to think that the reason for it is Ty Gibbs. They're thinking Ty Gibbs is going to take over Kyle Bush. I think, as I said earlier, I think Ty Gibbs will be the next Kyle Bush because he is just a little a-hole. But I don't think it would be a smart move for Joe Gibbs to just push Kyle Bush out completely that was a rough sentence to say push kyle bush but i don't think it'd be smart for joe gibbs to push him out completely because i mean he's been the whole brain form for god only knows how long and so a lot of people are reacting right now a few of them are are saying oh i don't like either one of them that's a given um right, okay now see now i'm getting a lot of different things I'm going to stick with the Ty Gibbs and Kyle Busch thing going on. I think it would be great, kind of like the Kimball walker Lamelo ball, except Ty Ty Gibbs and Kyle Busch. I think it would be great for them two to be on the same team because NASCAR needs a bad boy. That's a given, even though I hate Kyle Busch and I hate Ty Gibbs with a deep-burning passion. Yes, yeah, I agree. I do think, besides the Bush brothers, So take that was just on Instagram Live said NASCAR needs more attitude drivers besides Bush. And yes, I absolutely agree. Everyone hates on Bush. And so I don't think it's smart for Joe Gibbs to completely push out Kyle Bush and just bring in Ty Gibbs to replace him. I think it would be good for Joe Gibbs to keep Kyle Bush on and then also get Ty Gibbs on for some other racer. But at the same time, I think it would be good for NASCAR as a whole if you had Ty Gibbs come in and take over Kyle Busch and had Kyle Busch go drive for another team because I think that right there would just make for a great rivalry in, in the sport of NASCAR. And, I mean, that would be something that I think could bring, you know, definitely the older fans who have lost their love for NASCAR back. And I think it could give, you know, the media really a reason to talk about NASCAR. So Kyle Busch does already have his own racing team there it, it is possible that he could I mean he could probably jump up and get his own team into the cup series but we'll have to wait and see. So I think Kyle Busch and Ty Gibbs would be a great rivalry to watch but also from a money standpoint it would not be smart to be booting out your 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 marquee driver. So Brittany Griner is still he is she whoa, sorry. Brittany Griner, she is still trending and she's on my for you for the first time. And the reason for that, and this is going to be one of the very few times that that I get anywhere near politics on this podcast. But evidently, in an exchange. Our, our president's administration has offered an exchange for a convicted Russian arms trafficker serving a 25 year U.S. prison sentence and a potential deal for the release of Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. Okay, so it's a two for one deal. So that's some news, I guess. It's, you know, it's sports related, kind of important. Team Iron Man is starting to pop up again. Evidently, there's beef between Team Iron Man and Team Captain America. With all the new Marvel movies coming out, I can understand, you know, why that might be in the flow of conversation right now. And, of course, hashtag DuhBears is back. Training camp is back up and running. Justin Fields is looking good. And, hmm, quoted by Justin Fields. This was tweeted nine hours ago. It says, I'm going to work until we get that Super Bowl trophy. So, do the Chicago Bears have themselves a franchise quarterback finally? Can we stop signing the Mike Glennons? I'm not going to say Mitchell Trubisky because I think under the right coach, he could be decent. He could be, you know, maybe a first round, second rounder at best as he gets more experience. That's just my opinion. Um, I'm going to work until – yeah, so – it does sound like Justin Fields wants to be in Chicago for a long time. And I mean, why honestly, I, I, other than like LA or New York or something like that, why wouldn't you? I think the Chicago bears have a, again, I'm going to try to not be biased here, but I think they have a crazy amount of potential. They're a young team. They're still developing. They got a new coach. It looks like the organization is heading in the right direction for, for once in my lifetime, they're heading in the right direction. Um, and they're just getting things right. So, Hopefully they're taking Justin Fields, making him the, uh, making him the franchise quarterback. I'm sure that is what the plan is, and so it looks like looks like the Bears might finally begin stapling out, and we might see some playoff runs here in the near future, instead of being outed thanks to a double doink. So I know it's a lot of sports, but that's my for you. So, but we are going to hop over to the sports section of it, and pretty much all the same thing. Kyle Busch, Brittany Griner. Kurt Busch is trending. Why is Kurt Busch trending? Probably for the same reason. Oh. Okay, Kurt Busch was in a wreck, and he has been cleared by the NASCAR medical team to return to competition in Indianapolis this weekend. So, good deal. Oh, oh, here we go. Here's some news. Ty Gibbs is stepping in for Kurt Busch this weekend. He's stepping in for Kurt Busch this weekend in the number 45 car at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Let me go ahead and like, I'm just going to like it. I ain't going to retweet it. It ain't worth retweeting, but okay. So we're going to get to see kind of the first look at Ty Gibbs at the, at the cup level. So that's going to be fun to watch. Holy crap. What time is that race? I have got to know because I'm going to tune in. And I'm not going to Tennessee this weekend, so I cannot put my five dollars on Ricky Stenhouse. Unfortunately, yeah, I know, right? Sorry, comments in in the uh, in the chat. Okay, what was I looking up again? I don't even remember what I was looking up. Hello, brain, where are you? I don't even know what I was looking up. Well, I'm on a bit of a pickle here. Well, I'm on the NASCAR. I'm on the NASCAR page. Why am I on the NASCAR page? This is some great podcasting here, guys. I'm telling you. (laughs) Straight up, don't remember. Ty Gibbs is stepping in for Kurt Busch this weekend for his first first race. Oh, the time. The time of the race. God almighty. Lord. Okay, hold on. I got to go to ESPN because NASCAR doesn't want to reveal that information. ESPN... Where are we going? NASCAR time. NASCAR time. NASCAR schedule. And... 2.30. Okay. So the race this weekend is on Sunday at 2.30. Oh, we have got uh, the OK Listen Here affiliate Twitch streamer and YouTuber... Lonerismo, GSM. One of these days I'll figure out how to say it, but today is not that day. But the race starts at two thirty on Sunday, so to see Ty Gibbs in his first race, I think that'll be that'll be fun to watch because we got again we got Kyle Busch and Gizmo. That's it. Thank you. I will try to remember that. Probably not. But Ty Gibbs and um, Kyle Busch will be racing against one another. So. If you're in the NASCAR, heck, if you're not in the NASCAR, if, if you want to be, if you want to get in the cars going around in circles and circles, go ahead. This is probably going to be a race that you are going to want to watch. Watch the number 42 car, or sorry, the number 45. Again, one of these days, I will keep my number straight. Okay, yeah, watch the number 45 car and the number 18 car. Go at it this weekend. So I think this is going to be one of the more exciting races because we'll get to see Gibbs perform at this level. And of course, with with the rumors around Kyle Bush um, coming in and or, or being kicked out of Joe Gibbs and and all that fun stuff, I think it's going to make for a great race. So uh yesterday the Irish Daily Mirror reported that Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are arguing over fight rules for a rematch. So are we going to see a McGregor Mayweather rematch i remember being a i think i was a freshman in college at the time yeah i was a freshman in college because it was in 2017 whenever they squared up against one another and me and probably about 70 other dudes all crammed into this like like meeting room in one of the dorms on western carolina's campus and we all just watched the fight and somehow some way i managed to get We had it on this big projector and somehow managed to get in the front row. So back in 2017, the fight was the highest selling combat sports pay-per-view of all time. I'm not sure if that record still stands, but there's obviously a lot of money back to be made. So why wouldn't they? I mean, if you can go, I mean, I'll take a punch for, you know, $50 million. Shoot, someone call me out. Let's put it on pay-per-view. That's what we can do. And as far as sports right now, Alabama's trending for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, just recruiting, recruiting. Nick Saban is mad about NIL deals and all that fun jazz. Tennessee is gonna give him a run. No, they're not. Tennessee is not gonna give Alabama a run for their money. Watch, I'm gonna be biting my foot or whatever the whatever the term is. You know what I mean. Whenever football season rolls around, maybe Tennessee might pull one out finally. So let's get on to what's trending on Twitter entertainment. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is airing on Bravo. Who wants to watch The Housewives of Beverly Hills? Not me, but I'm watching The Bachelorette, and I'm in the middle of the episode that came out yesterday because I have Hulu and not cable, and so I can't watch it live, and it's upsetting, but it's okay but poor Gabby. I've watched like half of the third episode, but poor Gabby. That girl cannot get a man to love her, and it is so sad. Poor thing. Chi-Chi is trending in entertainment. Why is Chi-Chi? What is Chi-Chi? Who is Chi-Chi? Chi-Chi is listening to actions you people should... Who is Chi-chi? Does anyone on the live know who Chi-Chi is? Can I get some context here, please? There's literally there's literally no context on who Chi Chi is on Twitter. I don't know who Chi Chi is, therefore I do not care. Dogs have instinct for human kindness. Dogs may be able to understand our intentions according to a study of how they reacted when denied food on purpose or inadvertently. I'm surprised I got that word right. I'm not very good at big words. Researchers use so-called unwilling, able... That's a word I'm not going to be able to say. Paradigm, P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M, to study 96 dogs of various breeds and ages and measures whether an animal is sensitive to human intentions, for example, whether they are unwilling or simply unable to do something. An experimenter sat inside a transparent box and had holes in the front of the panel separating them from the dog. When the dog approached, the experimenter attempted to feed them a slice of sausage through a hole in the front panel of the box. I like sausage, just not whenever it's fed to me through a hole. That's a little weird. Let's see what else. Waka waka. Why is waka waka like? Are we talking waka flaka? Are we talking waka waka? Hey hey. Samalama la, hey ma This one for Africa. Nope, it's definitely not waka flaka. Okay, again, no. Oh, it's just some K-pop something. I'm not talking about K-pop. Shawn Mendes cancels his world tour. I put my health as my first priority. Is Shawn Mendes dying? Shawn Mendes' world tour is officially canceled after the singer conceded he was not ready to hit the road after the long COVID-19 pandemic-induced hiatus. After speaking more with my team and working with an incredible group of health professionals, it has become clear that I need to take time I've never taken personally to ground myself and come back stronger. Uh, well, somebody's got to take a step back and come back strong. How many dr- energy drinks have I had? I think the question is how little sleep have I had. I'm running on like none. And the Amazing Spider-Man is trending again. Hmm. Uh, someone took 4K shots of the Amazing Spider-Man. Wow. Okay, y'all got to check this out. If you're a Spider-Man fan and like the Tobey Maguire ones, they have somehow brought... Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Not the Tobey Maguire ones. What am I talking about? I mean, Spider-Man is just all over the place. I saw something this past week talking about how Tobey Maguire's MJ just used him for like clout and only like he just completely sent over her i think if anyone watches the first spider-man which i'm sure we all have i'm sure we can all agree yeah the first nj not a fan but the second and third acting yeah i'm down for the second and third who just you know they stay with their mans no matter what so As far as what's trending on Twitter, that is really. Hold on, I saw something about Harry Styles. Harry Styles sent Lizzo Flower. I don't care. Okay, so that's going to end this segment of what's happening on Twitter, what's trending on Twitter, whatever we feel like calling it. So we're going to end this podcast off with a little bit of okay, listen here news. So not much has gone on. Blogs have not been pumping out, I've been too focused on this podcast right here recently. Um, the NFL perfect week challenge is coming up, uh, whenever the, uh, hold on, let me back up. We have decided it is not going to be called the NFL perfect week challenge anymore. We are going to now, since we have a sponsor for it, call it the Bojangles perfect week challenge. Each and every week contestants will be able to come in and they'll be able to vote on which team they believe is going to win each game in, uh, that week in the NFL and whoever accurately predicts the most winners gets a $25 Bojangles gift card. This is every week. Um, it's gonna be awesome and then we're gonna to put together some some big prize for anyone that gets the perfect week. And so if you like Bojangles, go ahead and uh, this year participate. We're making an entirely new page. It's no longer gonna be just in the blog, in the sports blog anymore. It's gonna have its own page. It's going to be nice and branded up. It's going to be super easy for y'all to participate, share, and just get as many people involved as possible so that so that y'all can get some Bojangles. Everyone likes Bojangles. You're going to have 18 opportunities this year to get yourself $25 worth of Bojangles. So be sure that this year y'all are staying active in it and, and just – you know, predicting if you don't know anything about football, you know, last year we had a few people that came in and they voted, knew little to nothing about the NFL and teams, and they ended up winning in weeks. But unfortunately, we weren't able to give them anything. But this year we do. So be sure you stay tuned with that. What else? What else? What else? What else is going on? And OK, listen here We're LLC mentioned that in the first week. Yeah, not really much is going on. I'm currently uh I'm working on a a pretty lengthy it's almost like a freaking novel, if I'm being completely honest. I've been working on it for weeks. Uh working on a blog right now about a trip to South Dakota which ironically was was 3 years ago today. I was in South Dakota on that trip. And so I'm The blog that's going to come out for that is going to be very lengthy. I will probably have a segment in a future podcast. Probably not the next one, but maybe the next one. Just kind of going over it, summarizing it. Might go back to my old Snapchat and react to to some of the things there. But as far as okay, Listen Here news, that is all that I have for you. And for this podcast, if you are listening to this point, I appreciate you for stopping in. Uh, Be sure you tune in every single Thursday for a new episode of the Little Aussie Podcast. And peace.